Okay, guys, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Sleeve, punk rock baby from Richmond, Virginia. Welcome, guys, to the show. Thank you for accepting my invitation. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, this is really this is really cool. I am in South America. I'm recording this podcast in my house in the jungle, basically. So we can call it the Jungle Podcast too. Ah, nice. <laughs> yeah, I am in a very remote remote part of the world. Uh, I'm trying to build a a podcast studio here. Professional? Can you believe this? <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome, man. It's it's amazing yeah, how yeah. podcasts can really be accessed from anywhere now. Absolutely, it's just amazing the possibilities that we have now. Just you know, reach out people, bands that I like that I recently discovered, and you know, just have have a chat in this very nice quality. So yeah, the internet is a very crazy place. Uh, wh- where are you from? Are you all guys from Virginia? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. My name's Charlie. I'm, I'm uh, the singer in Sleeve. I'm from uh, Hampton Roads, Virginia Beach. But yeah. Born and raised mm-hmm. in Virginia, and you guys are. Yeah, I think we're all pretty much Virginia, Virginia born and raised yeah. for the most part. Seth's yeah. from Jersey. Maybe. Though. Oh, yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, would you like to introduce yourself so the people that are here in us can know who plays what instrument in the band? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Julian Robert. I'm the uh, drummer in Sleeve. Yeah, uh, drummer. I'm Seth mm-hmm. Tony. I play the bass and I yell into a microphone sometimes. <laughs> and I'm Charlie. I play I play guitar and I do vocals as well. Okay. And so we're missing so one, one guy tonight, and he uh, yeah. I don't know what happened to him, but you know we will we'll be able to cover the basses, I think. But that's that's Danny. He's our uh, other guitar player and other vocalist. Yeah, He's our yeah. Bolivian guitar player too. Yeah. Where are you from, Ivan? Is are you guys down in? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm from Ecuador. Ecuador. Okay, nice. Very nice. So are you in Ecuador right now? Is that where... I am in Ecuador, in the Amazon region of Ecuador, exactly. How's the punk scene in the Amazon region of Ecuador? Uh, well, I, I got to tell you, I when I, when I was uh, 16 or 15, uh, I picked up my first bass guitar and I actually started playing in a punk uh, rock band. You know, we used to cover lots of... Uh, no fx songs and bling uh, uh, nice. 182 you know bad religion those were bands that we like so th- there is actually quite a cool scene in the capital city which is quito majorly in the in the, in the bigger cities yeah yeah there there is there's quite a scene actually very nice scene. that's cool yeah yeah, 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 and uh, your 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 new album "Don't Expect Anything" is out now. And my first thought when I when I heard your album was, you know, the sound is pretty solid. You know, like you must have been playing together for a long time. Am, am I right? How long have you been playing together? How long do you do you know each other? We 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 played for about five years, but only me and Julian and I, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we're the only two that that really started. Seth and and Danny, they they're very recent additions. So we've had some oh, okay. some member changes and some additions. And this record was recorded. I mean, while while one member left and while another one joined. So oh really? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I mean, a lot of that was just done in the studio, and, and the parts worked out there. But um, so yeah, it's it, it was uh, it was a very tumultuous and kind of strange time for us but i think the record came out good nonetheless so so that's a 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. what at the time it was two or three years in the works. We've been playing for five, going on five years now. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we just finally put an album out. It kind of t- took us forever to record <laughs> it and write it, and uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we're basically kind of like a new band with this record. I mean, I don't think anyone outside of yeah. Richmond knew who we were um, before this record came out. I mean, at least not not outside of Virginia. And now that's yeah. uh, that's definitely changed. So so we're happy about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. I got to say, Instagram is making my life easier, my job easier, because I actually discover you thanks to a Instagram ad. And then I went to your YouTube page and I was listening to your music and I think, this is really cool. I'm going to write these guys and see if they want to to join my podcast. So I think it's worked for you too. No? I think you have over 100,000 streams already on Spotify. So it's actually... We're, yeah, we're getting close to 300,000 streams at this yeah. point. Wow. Actually. Okay. Oh, yeah, so. Wow. So are you are you yeah, living the dream, guys? It's amazing to see already? how far it's gone. <laughs> yeah. we're working towards the dream yeah yeah I mean, we're cool i think it's it's the dream to be playing music with your friends and to find some uh popularity and to have really great fans around the world but uh the real dream is being able to do it all the time being able to leave your full-time jobs to make it the uh, full-time job you know yeah and uh what are some of the bands or artists that influence you the most like what was the the first band maybe that really spoke to you what what artists have influenced your music um for me it was um that's so tough that's such a hard question um i would say the first band i ever heard um that really got me into punk rock that really made me want to like pick up a guitar, pick up a bass and really start doing it was probably some 41. I can't remember what song it was. Some 41. Yeah. Oh dude, that album where does the dude have like a, a swollen jaw or something? Is that the album? It's like all these dudes with black eyes. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? It's like the collage yeah. album. Yeah. yeah. That was the big one. That man. was the big we one. Yeah. Kids. I heard that album and I was like, this is so tight. This is what I want to do. And then I was just, yeah joining any and every band I could play when I was like 13 <laughs> and now here I am yeah still 13 awesome. still playing in <laughs> yeah we got them young man we, we we get our get our guys young Seth is uh he'll be in eighth grade next year so. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing great trying to reach those young fans you know that's right you're doing great yeah because actually your your music kind of kind of took me back to my high school days. You know, I'm 35 now, so I pretty much grew up in the 90s, as I said before, listening to, you know, Offsprings and Green Day and Blink-182. So uh, it was it was really cool to to find out some, some punk new bands uh, out there right now. Yeah, I mean, Julian, what... Oh, sorry, Ivan, go ahead. Julian, what were some of the, some of the bands that you... I guess. Where are these drums coming from? Though? Oh man, the drums come from a lot of places. I think my early, early, early influences in the genre were The Offspring for uh, the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, the Smiths were a huge inspiration. Um, the Smiths, they are cool. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, my uncle played in uh, some pretty popular punk bands back in the uh, 90s and early 2000s that really influenced uh-huh. me heavily. But I mean, the drums, they come from a lot of places. Uh, I have a background playing jazz and punk music and reggae. So okay, cool. all my drums, even if they're intense and really loud, I always try to find a little groove. But uh, I mean, obviously, John Bonham's a big influence. Uh, 
Zach Mykula from Pup is a big influence drum wise. And uh, of course, the Arctic yeah. Monkeys, another great inspiration when it comes to just energetic drumming, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you, Charles? Yeah, I mean, if you listen to the record, you'll notice that we don't really have, I don't think there's any song with like blast beats on it or anything no. from like that skate park yeah. style. But, but definitely, Ivan, yeah. I think what you're saying about, um, just kind of like the high school 90s thing is definitely, you know, we're not from that yeah. era, but definitely those bands were like, when I was a kid, those were the bands I was into and I would go see them and they were already, you know, established and in like their 40s or whatever, you know, yeah, less than Jake, no effects for sure. Um, that They're was a big older. one. Yeah. And then I don't know, you know, more just kind of like, like Fugazi and Jawbreaker and, and stuff like that. So just like a wide range of older Fugazi, punk rockers, I, I guess. That. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do you write and record, produce your music by your own, or how, how does it work with your music production? Yeah, well, it's a bit complicated. Um, we don't have a major label behind us. We don't have management behind us uh, encouraging new records. So, for all intents and purposes, we do it on our own. Uh, we recorded this record, so we wrote it on our own, but then we recorded it with uh, Pedro Ada at Audio Verite in Richmond. He's mm -hmm. a old friend of ours, an amazing, amazing musician and producer. But uh, yeah, we uh, went in, <laughs> we recorded the album for a year. I mean, over mm -hmm. a year. We spent over a year in the studio and uh, released it on our own. And uh, we uh, very fortunately met a uh, great record label after we uh, had recorded the album called uh, Engineer mm -hmm. Records out of the UK. And they're, they helped with uh, promotion, getting us some good uh, advertising. But yeah, I mean, I guess for what it's worth, we're pretty independent at this point, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we pretty much do everything on our own. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll like experiment in the studio and stuff. And sometimes uh, like a lot of the p lead parts and stuff on guitar, I, I hadn't written and I, I wrote them, you know, with Pedro helping me in the studio and just like a lot mm -hmm. of kind of, experimental ideas and kind of things more you know out of left field were done in the studio but we had a pretty good idea of what we wanted to do beforehand you know like all the lyrics and melodies and all that but definitely i mean we credited pedro as a producer on the record because mm -hmm. he not only was the engineer on it but i mean he just gave us so much creative direction so yeah yeah we wanted to put organs on our songs if it wasn't for him synths and organs yeah they wouldn't let me put bells i wanted to put some bell like ch christmas bells on a song and y'all were not Hell having it no. <laughs> i'm really glad i wasn't in there because i would have probably hit you for even suggesting <laughs> that. yeah seth seth joined the band i mean really when the album yeah you joined before it was released but after it was recorded right yeah i i joined in um i I played, well, I played in a, the way I met, I guess, just give that backstory real quick. The way I met yeah. Charlie and Julian and Danny and all that. Well, it wasn't really Danny. It's the first time I met Sleeve, I guess. Danny wasn't even in the band at the time. It was just Charlie, Julian, and a bass player. And mm -hmm. they, I used to throw house shows in my house all the time. And they got put on one of the shows. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know anything about them, which was weird because I kind of, you know, I know a lot of bands in Richmond and I try to stay in the loop with all of them, but I'd never heard of them or anything like that. So I was like, okay. So I started 
digging, doing research, because, you know, I'm like, well, they're going to be in my house. I might as well know who the fuck they are. <laughs> so, so I finally stumbled <laughs> upon some of their EPs and stuff they've done, and I was like, this is really, really sick. I'm stoked for this now. So they played the show yeah. at my house. They ripped. It was awesome. And then I was already playing in a different band at the time, and I just would book more shows and, like, had house shows and just wherever. And anytime anyone would ask me, like, hey, do you know a band that can – play this we need to fill a spot i would be like you need to put this fucking band sleeve on there they rip get them on the show you won't you won't regret it and you know i through through doing that i just kind of got to know julian a little bit closer and charlie and then danny eventually joined i got to know him and things didn't um the band i was in at the time it wasn't working we played our last show and we kind of decided to uh go just do our own thing and mm-hmm. uh yeah and i kind of just got dragged into this and i haven't left yet yeah <laughs> dude we staged the breakup of your old man man we needed you we needed our secret weapon uh, uh it'll be a year in like june i'm pretty sure man time flies huh it does fall same with the other day i was like holy shit it's been about a year yeah yeah absolutely have you have you played in other countries? Have you had like international tours or just in the uh, USA? Oh boy! Oh, Can funny you should mention this? it. Funny you should mention it. Well, Evan, as a matter of fact, right before COVID uh, kicked off, and actually we were overseas when COVID when kicked, it off, kicked off. Yeah. We went on. Oh, two- really? Yeah, yeah, we went on a two-week festival tour of India. We played in uh, India. Th- yeah, we played three oh, massive cool. uh, college festivals there. It oh, was uh, interesting. It was Sleeves' first time out of the country. Uh, we've all traveled individually, but it was Seth's first time on a plane, and we forced <laughs> yeah. him on a twenty-hour flight to India. Yeah. In a totally different Fuck world. That. We had to. Oh, Jesus! Mustn't be a crazy experience. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, uh, it sounds a bit cliche, but I mean, it was a life-changing experience in a lot of ways. You know, yes. playing mm. in front of people who definitely never seen American punk rock music and playing in a country mm-hmm. you don't understand at all. Uh, you barely speak the language and yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was very unique, but it was amazing. I mean, it was incredible to see the energy of yeah. people who'd never heard of me before. It was, you know? cool. it was, it was and this just... was just before the COVID outbreak. Yeah. End of January, yeah. beginning of February. January. Yeah. yeah. I'd I mean, say right when we got back is when it started yeah. becoming relevant in the States. Like, it was already kind of a thing, but right when we got back, I think that's when people were starting to yeah, really catch start on to up. it. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. we were in Indian airports. You guys remember being in Indian airports, and they were, like, pulling Chinese people out of the lines? Yeah. And people would come up to us and Did you? were you in China recently? Are you Chinese? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to, like, root out the COVID patients. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. wild. Mm-hmm. Are you are you rehearsing now again, or are you under lockdown still, isolating? In, in the, I mean, you are together now, so I suppose. Uh, how's the situation right now with the COVID uh, over there? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're still essentially on lockdown. I mean, some things are opening mm-hmm. up. We've been getting together a little bit, just, you know, mm-hmm. at one of our houses. We did a, a live stream a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, nice. But yeah, nice I mean, the, yeah, we haven't done any, like, large-scale rehearsals there's no shows really planned you know we had a couple smaller uh east coast u.s tours planned and in in the works before all this happened so right now i think we're kind of just in the same boat as everyone where 
you know, we'll just uh, sit around and wait till uh, someone tells us we gotta can, wait. We can gig again, and yeah, um, yeah. But I, I mean, I've been using that time to write a lot too. So definitely, it hasn't all been in vain. But uh, but yeah, definitely. I mm-hmm. uh, wish we could go out and and rip a little bit, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. Is it? Are you guys? No, uh, are you guys on lockdown down there, Ivan? Are you guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. We have we have a lot of cases over here. Uh, not here where I live, because you know it's remote and not many people live here. But in the, uh, as I said before, the capital city, the the, the bigger cities, uh, there are thousands of people have died. So it's 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 quite a sad situation. Yeah, and we are still under lockdown. I'm isolating. I haven't left the house for maybe five weeks now. I mean, just once a week. We are oh, just wow. to go outside once a week. Whoa! <laughs> just to get some uh, some food, you know, to the groceries. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, we're lucky. A couple of us can work from home. Um, yeah, Seth, you're yeah. still Seth is is yeah. a, a boozer, so he gets to work. <laughs> I'm an essential worker. <laughs> He's not a boozer. He's not a boozer. He just delivers uh, beer and wine to stores. So he he goes to work like normal, and then we all sit at home and get lit and appreciate him for it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is totally crazy. Now, where does the inspiration uh, come from to, to write the music and things? Yeah, Charlie, you want to talk about the subject matter of the first record, kind of where it came from? Yeah. Are you re- Ivan, are you referring to like... A, Musically, uh, like thematic, like lyrically, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the inspiration for writing music, the inspiration for 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 making music, for, for making your your grooves and beats and guitar riffs. Uh, where 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 do you get your inspiration? I can answer that for you. Uh, the answer is money. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Money>. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, That's a good answer. Man, I, I would if I wanted to go the money route, I would have already had my face tattooed by now and been the biggest like <laughs> the metal rapper. rapper yeah, you know? yeah def- definitely not money. I mean, this. I mean, if we're talking about this record specifically, a lot of these songs I had written a long time ago, and they just. Uh, okay. I was like, well, you know, sleeve isn't really kind of on any sort of upward trend. We're kind of just spinning our gears here in Richmond and, and playing some shows, and that's cool, but year after year as I get a little older and a little more set I'm kind of just like eh, yeah. I don't know how much longer I want to do this so I told Julian I said listen I've got some new songs a lot of old songs let's just make the best record we can and um, see what happens and luckily the reception has been really well but um, yeah. yeah I mean Sleeve just started I just wanted to play I just wanted to scream and play house shows in Richmond and mm-hmm. basically I just wanted to be like jawbreaker or something or you know small brown bike or one of those bands or or no effects even and um it just kind of evolved when i started singing more and and yeah just just wanting to like work part-time and and maybe tour a little bit but that's all we really wanted to do and now mm-hmm. hopefully we're going to come down to your country or, or your area sometime soon because yeah, we have be, a lot of fans down there yeah, yeah, that's that would be great. So, career-wise, where do you see us live in the future? Do you want to like, really take it to the next level, or well, do you have any plans? What what's coming up next? Yeah, I mean, the the main goal is to do it full time. I mean, we all love it. It's all a massive form of expression for us, and I think yeah, our yeah. ultimate goal is to make a career out of it. 
And um, I mean, I think at this point we're going to do it any way we can, you know, ideally we can sign to a pretty major label who can help us. But uh, if not, we're kind of operating with the assumption that we're not going to sign to a major label and we're going to need to do it ourselves. So we're just trying to find the best way to be independent, find booking agents. Keep it independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That way, I mean, we have control over it. It's a little harder at first, but I think ultimately you end up having more autonomy, uh, more control over your art. And um, I mean, yeah, the goal is just uh, keep writing music and hopefully, hopefully making people's lives a little bit better with it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, the impetus for the record, you know, the title, I mean, mm-hmm. don't expect anything is, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, well, you know, it's for fans to go in not knowing what's going to happen. But a lot of it is just kind of like a mantra for ourselves. We're like, let's just put this out. We don't, we don't want to expect any sort of money to come our way or any sort of attention because the more you build yourself up before that, the more disappointed mm-hmm. you can be if it doesn't work out. So like having just like being a completely unknown band and putting this out with our little label in the UK, like, I mean, it, yeah. it's done as much as it could for kind of how we approached it. Like, I mean, it's done more than yeah, we could have expected, exactly. right? So exa- exactly. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, don't expect anything's a great mantra just for the band in general. Like the first time Charlie and I randomly met at a party that neither of us wanted to go to, we just kind of met in passing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the first time we jammed, I don't think either of us expected anything from the other person. But I mean, there was obviously yeah. a great musical connection and it obviously transformed into Sleeve. But um, yeah, and it took, I mean, it, for us to even get to this record, which I think is, I'm very proud of, like it took a while. I mean, we liked jamming with each other, but I don't think the shows we were playing or the songs we were writing really early were like kind of definitive of, of what we're doing at, at this point, you know? So I think. We, need, we did need all those years of kind of like complete obscurity to grow and, yeah, and like working the write the and record, stuff. you know? Yeah. Cause even people yeah. in Richmond, I mean, we had like friends who would come to our shows and sometimes we would play some like packed parties and, and yeah. a few packed like club shows, but like most people just didn't really give a shit, which is fine. Well, there's so many mm-hmm. bands here anyway. Yeah. It's like, how, how could you give a shit about everyone? Yeah. I mean, we have so yeah. many bands here and that is a, uh, definitely a really great thing about this city yeah it yeah. is. yeah i i know what you're talking about and i think it's necessary sometimes because i had like sort of the same experience when i was i lived in germany for 12 for 12 years and i had a funk band and we also spent like three years only playing in the rehearsal, rehearsal room you know <laughs> we thought we were never gonna play live this is going we were going to suck you know but then eventually we were so good because we were playing together all the time you know hours and hours and play we were totally sync and and then the first time that we played live it went very well so so and i can hear in your sound exactly like the same like you have played a lot before actually going live so to say Mm, yeah yeah Yeah, after a little while of i'm sure you can relate to it but once you play with someone long enough you almost know what they're gonna do before they do it you know yeah absolutely yeah, cool. So um, I wish you all the best. It's been a, a nice conversation. We've talked over 20 minutes now. I, I would like to listen to one of your songs. Can I play one of your songs on the show? Yeah, please. Yeah, w- which one is your favorite? I think my favorite one is, um, uh, what's the name of the song? Uh, Sam's Song. I really like that song. Whoa. <laughs> yes. Yeah, play Sam's Song. Sam's Song. 
Samsung wasn't. I mean, it, it was a story. Tell us a story about the song. Samsung was written by our old bassist Sam McClelland, oh. and it took oh, a really? very, 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 very long time to write. And I remember uh-huh. we weren't. I mean, we didn't even figure the structure out in right up until we actually recorded it in the studio. But uh, I uh-huh. think it's a song that is very unique, but it still kind of encapsulates our sound and the record. And it's a great homage to those years with Sam too, who we love dearly. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think Samsung's a great song. It's a sleeper song. I think it's a, it's a good favorite. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Yeah. That one, um, that one's funny because that one was a lot of that was written in the studio. That was like the one song where we just like tried different things and we had like the main baseline beforehand and we had the general mm-hmm. structure, but I mean, so many of like the leads and the little kind of background noises were done in the mm-hmm. studio. And that sample of, you know, that the people in the beginning and the end was recorded um, at a house mm-hmm. show. I just kind of turned my phone on to see what I could pick up. I was actually at Seth's house before. Uh, yeah, for a Halloween party, man. Yeah. So whoever the girl is speaking in that, in that song, if you ever hear yourself. Yeah find us and let us know who you are. Cause I don't know who you are, but you made a great song for our band. So thank you. Yeah. And also dude, I don't know if you realized it. It's the only song in the record with a different time signature than four, four. Oh, that's right. Oh man. We're guilty, huh? Yeah. <laughs> We're boring, dude. Okay. Yeah. There, there are, there are a, a lot of great songs in your album. I also, all this time is also really cool. Homebound. I think that's it is, is it your hit song? Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's a, a major hit. It's Whenever we play, one. people ask yeah. us to play it two or three times at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so where can we... we? You're pretty much everywhere on social media, uh, on Instagram and stuff. Where can people find you and find your music? Yeah, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, pretty much anywhere you listen to music. Yep. Also, Bandcamp, if you don't have a... Just Sleeve, the name? Yeah, so we're Sleeve Band. Yeah, Sleeve Band on most social media. Yeah, yeah, and that's with an A, so it's not like Tattoo Sleeve. Sleeves, it's S-L-E-A-V-E. And, and yeah, guys, yeah, exactly. please, please message us, find us on Instagram. And, um, yeah. and hey, if, if any of your listeners anywhere book shows uh hit us up because after covid is over we are going to be hungry and we're going to be going yeah everywhere so please we would love to come play your town and uh yeah you know, rock out with you oh yeah i don't know if you know it but sleeve has a really 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 big following in south america uh, we have i mean thousands of fans awesome. to us monthly in brazil and colombia really? and argentina cool. mexico too cool. so yeah we're so planning can, on coming cannot... down there they're gonna love the the show then the podcast yeah yeah absolutely and if you ever come to ecuador just hit me up and i will i will pop by by one of your shows yeah we'd love that yeah is there anything else you want the world to know about you about sleeve before we end the show you got something Sethi? um you should know that um we're very poor so you should give us all of your money. Uh, <laughs> yeah. not poor. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't know. If you see Seth at a show, just call him Meatball and uh, ask him <laughs> to flip the bird to the camera and talk about his tattoos and he will, uh, he'll love you. Oh, and we yeah. love alcohol, so if, you're, if we come visit you, please uh, 
you know, you yeah. can bring us money or you can bring us beer. Yeah. <laughs> when you see Seth, uh, call him Meatball, and then ask to see uh, the skanking, skanking, uh, what's his name? Goofy. Oh, Goofy. Yeah. Yeah. oh, that's his best tattoo. <laughs> yeah, we should end on that. Skanking Goofy tattoo on Meatball's, you know, pride <laughs> <right>. leg. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome guys. It was nice talking to you. A sleeve, ladies and gentlemen. Let's call it a let's call it a day with uh Samsung. Adios. Um, yeah. Thanks, Adios. Ivan. Have Thanks, a good Ivan. One. Bye. See you around. Goodbye. Okay. I listened to them for the first time on the way here. Thank <laughs> you.